everybody. Welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. I'm Babs Rolls Ivy, and that's Anru. <laughs> Hello, Anru. How are you? Good morning, Babs. I'm doing you? well. Yeah. Happy spring. I know. Oh my God. Although I feel like we've had spring all winter. <laughs> I know. That's the unfortunate, but now it actually is spring. So and and not actually a winter, but you know, I'm a, I'm <laughs> not a, actually not actually a climate change impacted winter. No. Yes. No. We've had we we we've been enjoying Virginia. <laughs> mm. So. Yeah. yeah, and that's not New England. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know the times they are changing. Yes. And who knows what who you know? Listen, we are not good stewards of this earth, and so the earth reacts in kind (laughs) so there's that part yes would you like to get us started with the uh my favorite thing i think we i think that's a good idea all right all right so again we are welcoming and honoring our relationship with our ancestors we with this chant this yoruba chant um we call to them and we honor them for the blessings, the goodness, the love, the gifts that they have left for us here. We honor them for that. And we are telling them that we're also using those gifts today. Ba, ba, ba. Dofun washeo Ba 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 Dofun washeo Ba 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 Dofun washeo Ba 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 Dofun washeo Ashete fuan lanluio Ba 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 Dofun washeo Ba ye ye Dofun washeo Baye ye tofu washe. Baye ye tofu washe. Baye ye tofu washe. Ashe te Baye ye tofu washe. Baye gungun tofu washe. Baye tofu washe. Bye, Gungun Tofu Ashe. Bye, Gungun Tofu Ashe. Ashe Tefu Alandu. Bye, Gungun Tofu Ashe. Bye, Gungun Tofu Ashe. Bye, Gungun Tofu Ashe. Ashe. Amen. Yes. All right. What's on your heart and minds today? Well, it's spring. It is. That's a, you know, glorious beginning time, this reawakening time, this um, lot happens in the spring. You know, it's not even like a, I mean, there's this interesting place where we can, we can imagine that like kind of the winter is when things are like dead and gone and disappeared, but they're really just 
slowed, dormant. And there's also things that are that really do come alive and, and wake up in the spring. So there's some of that. Um, before I forget, though, I want to shout out um, a book that a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, uh, wrote and is now out. It's called Black Earth Wisdom um, by Leah Penniman. Yes. And I also shout it out. Um, I mean, it's a brilliant book. It's really about the honoring both the legacy, but also in the present time, the variety of Black voices um, and people who are honoring the earth in the sciences, in religion, spirituality, and creativity, and art, and writing. So it's who are the kind of really honoring this legacy, which is which is current around Black people's uh, sacred and ongoing relationship to the earth. And I also shouted out um, because I'm one of the people who are in it who she interviewed. Um, and so it's really this piece around like her interviewing different people, um, primarily in this country, um, though not, not all are US citizens, but it's, it's folks who are in this country. Um, and so it's just this wonderful reminder, I think also as spring is happening, right? There's this in New England, uh, a more explicit shifting of plants budding and birds starting to get excited about having babies and finding people. Um, <clears throat> that this honoring um, as African heritage people, we have held for thousands and thousands of years. And even through the genocide and the institution of slavery here are things that we've still held on to and have honored. And it can be something that um, can appear right, really divorced from and separate from Blackness, but it really is a fundamental part of who we are. Um, mm. Yes, we have had traumatic experiences with the land and with wilderness here on this land as well because of slavery and because of the institutions that followed slavery. Um, and we are also children and stewards and have traditions of healthy stewardship in relationship with the earth and all the beings that are here. So I think those two things kind of really intersect for me. So I want to highlight both of those, right? This um, ways that um, we are people of the earth and the land. And we have to keep continuing to remind ourselves of that and find the ways of, of health and healing in relation with that. Because the system that we're in continues to um, treat the earth and all its beings as resources and as sources of exploitation um, in the ways, in the same ways that we have as African heritage people and indigenous people here have been treated by these systems. So I guess we'll start there. <laughs> oh Lord. How's that? Happy spring. Jump in where you fit in. Listen, jump in. Any, I, I am struck by um, the uh, just thinking about our relationship to wilderness and yes. and what that means. Like that's you know I I never think about I never think about us having uh, 
a challenging relationship to wilderness. Mm. I always, I, you know, I, I, I never think about it in that way. Um, so I feel like I'm in for some enlightenment. Mm, the ways that it's challenging. Yeah. Well, so if you look on one hand, kind of like the environmental movement, all right, or like who, where is the promotion of kind of outdoor activities, right? So not that the end all be all is kind of camping and hiking, but with that, right, how is that open to people? And who is it really open to, right? And, you know, for the most part, if you go into those spaces, you don't see a lot of black and brown. Mm. That's changing. Um, but that's not typically where um, uh, where our people flock to, right? Or are invited into, or are um, not um, also side eyed when we're in those spaces, or even persecuted in those spaces. Um, or why are you here? Or should you be here? Or and then also we have these um, aspects. Most of those open spaces are in, you know, they're not. I mean, New Haven is, 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 I think, and some places are kind of well positioned because we have very close access to, to nature here. Um, and, you know, I see even when there's close proximity, there's still this place of like of fear because it's not, we're not taught that this is just a natural place to be. It becomes like, oh, but what's here? The scary things and what's going to jump out at me? Either wildlife or like, <laughs> racist folks in the woods right, with guns. Right? And so those are ideas, but those can be uh, also some of those things are grounded in reality. Uh, not so much the nature coming after us. Like most animals, they hear, smell a person, they go and turn the other way. Um, but these are things that we, we're not um, welcomed into in the ways that you know, we're welcomed into kind of what, what urban life is, right? We look at like blackness and like code words of like, you know, urban culture, right? That's coding for blackness, right? Mm -hmm. and so, you know, not wilderness is not coded for blackness in this country. Wow. Right? That's like, whoa, that's this other, that's ooh, the people on the tour, whatever it is, right? But it's out there, right? Going to, going to, outdoor outfitting places not a lot of black and brown there mm -hmm. it's changing right and some of that is like you also look at what um the money that gets tied into that right so oh you have to have gear and specialty clothing and all the things to then access and you know how's that going to happen um and there are some organizations um that are kind of trying to do different around that um and people can certainly look them up i'm not like i don't have an exhaustive list of them but one that stands out in my mind is, is one called outdoor afro which is really yes. just having ordinary experiences going on a hike with black people and like oh this is a real thing whether it's for exercise or whatever right um it doesn't have to be kind of the most intense or kind of deepest thing um and, and, and this other interesting piece of, you know, so much of our, there are these, these two places of connection and trauma in, in relationship to the land here, 
um, in this in this land here that we're in. Connection because that's where we come from as African heritage people living in harmony with the land. And then we're kind of brought over here because of slavery and kidnapped and brought over here and forced to toil on this land. And so that then switches this place of where it becomes trauma of farming, um, of being um, what happens when we're in relationship to the land or, or when there's kind of isolation that can happen or pe- folks being hunted through the forest, right? Those things are very real things that we've also lived through. And again, this harmony of people living and wherever we are like, oh, well, there are plants here. And so how do we use the same um, relationship that we had as indigenous people in Africa here. So people are learning the, the plants here, how are they use for medicine and healing. You know, uh, here at Tubman being able to navigate and live in the woods to help people to travel from places of enslavement to places of, of more liberation. And so these, these anchors of skills and relationships to the land being actually vital to who we are and connected with our liberation and lots of healing that needs to be done um, in our relationship to the land and connected to our liberation. Um, so spring, I think as we kind of tie this back into it, is this, this opportunity of, oh, right, let me turn back into that and listen. And as things are coming out and emerging, you know, whether, you know, people are coming out of their homes more right, to enjoy that warmth, to get some more of that vitamin D that we can really be so easily depleted of here in New England. And then listening all that and to the right to the birds and to the animals and to the wind and the um, feeling the sun on us and the temperature shifting, smelling um, the earth itself thaw and soften and new life emerge and really waking up our senses to to what's happening. Um, Again, right, because of climate change here in New England, um, this has been a, a super warm and um, lack of snow winter. Um, and yet these cycles still continue. They're shifting and moving. Um, and if we want to shift and move with them, we also have to learn what it means to listen deeply to what nature is saying, both the nature in us in that relationship, as well as what are the plants and the animals and the beings saying. And can we listen to them so that we can? honor that relationship so we can actually live on this planet longer because we need to. <laughs> I want to live on the planet longer, right? Um, yet, you know, it's like destroying our home, right? That's not a, that's not a metaphor. You know, it's not a theory. It's what's mm-hmm. happening. There is no a way, right? We're in the home and we're wrecking it. And now we're like, wow, it's hard to breathe in here because we're, putting all these toxic fumes in our home and there's no more space because I can't lay down because I have garbage here and there's other things. Ah, I'm getting sick. Right. Cause this is what we're doing to our home. Yeah. 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 Wow. I mean, that, I mean, that just sort of has so all kinds of spiritual connotations to it. Right. Like I, I see it. I feel it. Right. Um and to uh and to frame it out and 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 so the so the dark side of that too for me Anru is how um we often find ourselves in uh having living on some of the most toxic toxic parts of town 
where yes. the land is is um hella challenged yeah and and there's a a a real history documented history of illness and disease yep. and sickness because yep. we are living on toxic land and and that's not far yep. and away that's not just detroit you know what oh, i mean no. like a michigan no, no. that's hamden right. new haven right right so this is the legacy of the systems that we live in right so to remember it's not the land has been made this way because of choices that this culture makes around um, acceptable cost, right? So the acceptable cost is dumping these toxins first back into the earth. Like that's just, that's the number one piece. And then it becomes those things then being in proximity to poor people, to people of color. And that's this component of environmental racism that has continued ever since um, quote civilization landed here. Actually, I should say it actually started in these notions of civilization because you have this kind of waste, the uh, kind of a need to address like where waste goes. And if you're not holding, oh, nature, right? This is my home. Then it becomes somehow throw it away out there. And I'll throw it out to then the people who are marginalized because they don't really matter, right? That's this, this mentality of like some matter and some don't. And from the indigenous perspective, we actually all, we're all in sacred relationship with each other. And so we take care of each other and we honor each other in that partnership. And that would mean shifting how things get made, which then shifts how things get disposed of. And so that's the kind of undoing that needs to happen. And yes, in the meantime, poor folks and, and people of color live in these places that have been made toxic, right? So it's not to say like, oh, here's the toxic, you know, all this, this poison that's in the rivers. Now go swim in the river because it's this beautiful, how are you going to connect the river? It's wondrous thing. No, that, you don't want to do that. But can you also shift the thinking of like, oh, this river is a being and uh, this culture is making it ill. How can I be a part of making it well? Because mm. its wellness is about my wellness. And how do I not contribute, right? So this, this also goes back into the ways that we as um, African heritage indigenous people internalize and buy in to this lie about success, this lie about civilization. And so we contribute to throwing things away, to consuming irresponsibly, to contributing to pollution. Um, now, to be clear, us as individuals, our contribution to that pollution and the climate change is, is minuscule compared to what corporations are doing. And I, don't, I think it's really important to see, you know, like I'm doing my little recycling bit is good, but that's not the thing that's going to transform um, what's happening. Right. It's it, it has to move on these places of policy uh, of corporations and this note of what, you know, what capitalism does and what colonialism does. Um, that's where um, the kind of big pushes are, that are happening, which are really destroying people and communities in the land and beings. Right beings are, are going extinct, di disappearing. 
just as indigenous people, right, have been disappeared in the loss of language and culture and ways of being, right? So this is happening across the board because of what this notion of civilization and development is, um, which is not sustainable as we are now all facing. Mm. So with that heaviness, right, oh, the bad, right? There's also, oh, can I be with that and be with actually the blessings and the positivity and the good relationship? Can I foster a good relationship with nature and the land and these forces, even as these other systems are trying to undo it? Because that's actually been our story anyway. Mm -hmm. I love myself. Can I love my people? even as we're still being oppressed by these systems that tell me, me and my people are no good. It's the, it's the same process, right? Can I come out from under that lie to find the love and connection that I know is there, right? That's the undoing of our internalized um, oppression, right? We then other ourselves and we other people like us, we other nature. Oh, that's just, that's just, Trees, that's just for making lumber to build a thing, right? That's what that's for versus, oh, these are, there's the sacred and the divine in and of all these things for us to be in a relationship with, to actually make sure that we live a good life, not just to have this um, abstract connectivity, but literally so that we can live for seven, for 20, for 50, for 100 generations. Instead of like, well, mm, maybe four, right? Instead of the viewpoint of like, if I get mine and my children get theirs, that's all that matters. That's not sustainable. That's not how we've gotten to this point as human beings. But that is an active undoing that we're doing because of this certain mentality. And so even with that pain, and we, just as we've been with pain and trauma, just by being a, a person who's being, who is in a marginalized group in this culture, can we find our way to love, to self-love, to loving who we're actually in relationship with? Can we find our way out from the, the stories of who is and who isn't worthwhile to see that, well, maybe, wow, maybe we're all worthwhile. Maybe we all have value. Maybe not just out there, but maybe I am really worthwhile. And I have value just because. And let me connect with others and pull them close to me so that we can reinforce that and be well and whole and, and actually be here to explore and to be in what this life has for us instead of being here to serve that uh, corporation that job slot, that idea of success, that idea of, oh, now I have value because I have this many followers. Now I'm good. Now I'm liked. So now, now I can be happy with myself. Oh, someone didn't like the thing. Now I'm bad. Now I'm nothing. <laughs> oh, wait, what do I need to do to get that back? Right? Or it's all too hard. Let me just tune out. Let me numb out. That's not why we're here. And not that I know why, but I know it's not that. That's not enough. That's not, you know, when I think about my experience just with 
life and being here is bigger than what I think it is. Life is bigger than our notions of it. And so can we hold some of that um, as we're going our day to day, as we step outside the door and it's, oh, and the birds are singing again. Oh, oh, look at those. Those buds are coming up. Hmm. <laughs> Things are still trying to be alive. And we also continue to try to be alive and then address the things that are telling us no. These are the conditions. These are the circumstances you have to live under. This is what life is or isn't. Oh, is that helpful or not helpful? Do I just need to step out of the way or do I need to stop that and move it? And be with other people to help do that. Because the messages of being small, right, being beholden to are relentless. And so we also need to be relentless in our, in our love, in our health, in our healing, in our wholeness, in our connection to mystery and wonder, in our connection to being a, a human being. Right, and the, we don't even understand what that is, right? Um, with other people. So let's try let's try that this spring. Right, let's listen to like the song of life, and let's let it inspire us. Like, oh, what do I need to do to come alive? What's my song? <laughs> my little fancy dance to. <laughs> Show, show that I'm here and ready for action. <laughs> I love it. That's a good way to think about spring, particularly now that, you know, we're in Lent. Yesterday was the first day of Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, so yep. there is something to be said for for all of the religion, religious, spiritual things that are converging all at once uh, right. with the renewal right. Yep. The earth, Easter, right? Passover's coming, right? Yeah, yeah. All, all these things which recognize, well, which can mark a time of uh, this kind of deeper reflection of, oh, like life is still here and, and cycles keep happening, right? It's not just one plateau of something or just a uh, a movement in one direction or another. There are these cycles that happen. Birthdays come in and going, right? People getting older, people getting born, people dying. Like, oh, this is also what is happening. And, and I think that it gets to, it's powerful to pause in those spaces and kind of take stock and like, you know, what have I escaped from? What am I thankful for? What am I letting go of? What am I, what's being renewed? What's being reborn? Um, how do I, how am I reinvigorating this relationship with life itself and with the divine and with this community of beings and human and otherwise who are also here? Um, as I like consciously take these steps in the world. Um, and I do that um, with that hopefulness, right, or with the openness and courage and trust to be vulnerable, right? Those tender things that come out are very vulnerable, right? It's vulnerable to all of a sudden be singing out loud 
All kinds of things will notice you. Right? <laughs> and right. So, and can we, so like as a concrete thing, right? So if I'm loving nature and I want to go out and I'm going to a place that like, there are not a lot of black and brown people, I will be noticed differently than just another hiker on a trail. And can I also not get caught up in how, what I imagine that to be? And can I also, you know, while being safe, because safety is always important, not be hypervigilant and I'm, oh, they're all, everything is going to get me, right? Everything is dangerous. And how do I be there in a place and to connect with nature, actually calm and regulate my system? I mean, for me, nature is really the place where I get to be a person. It's not, it's not about like me be, like going out in the woods. It's not like, let me, I mean, this is also just kind of who I am, right? It's not like, let me go run into all the people out there, but it's actually like, let me be in spaces that I'm just, it's okay me just being me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not worried about what people think of me. I'm not worried about what I think other people think of me. I'm not worried about like, are people happy to see me or not happy to see me? It's like, oh, that's, that's a squirrel just running over there. And it's responding to me as a person, like, oh, person. Or am I still? And it is not responding to me as like a threat. It's like, oh, you're there. That's fine. I'm over here doing my thing. You're doing your thing. We're just here being. And it's very rare. Um, to get to be in spaces where just being is all that's asked. It's yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's outside. <laughs> that's outside. That's outside. Because it also is, is it's outside of, of our idea that in order to be in that space, we have to control it and curate it. We actually get to be outside in a space that we didn't, make right it's not like my cozy thing here and the thing that's affirming and the thing i'm listening to and i'm looking at it's like oh i did not do this and i am still my wholeness and my beingness is is a is welcome Hmm. Hmm. right and so these you know the orisha yoruba practice and many indigenous practices have helped to give me tools to like dive into those places even more. But even before I had these practices, I was touching upon this feeling of like, oh, the nature is like, I can just like be here. And I can like be the complexity of who I am and I can be here. And it's like, yes, do that. Be that way. Sure. That's a good message today. Just the right thing for this moment for spring. Yeah, gives some gives gives people opportunity to think about it, their relationship to the land, to being outside, Mm -hmm. uh, to sit with it, and and to still enjoy the beauty of it. Yeah, yeah. And if other things come up, let those be there too, because it can hold that too. Right? If grief comes up, if confusion comes up, if fear comes up, oh, I could, maybe I can be with that instead of running and hiding from it also. 
and be, and then, and then I can also be with presence and joy as well. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Thank you so much. We'll be back April 6th, y'all. So we'll have more of this. Yes, thank you, Dennis. <laughs> Happy spring, Anru. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Have a beautiful day. I love that ring of yours. I know. And this, I got it off a cupcake. <laughs> it however, screams, however you get it. <laughs> it just screams spring to me. I was like, I, and it's a little plastic, you know. Yeah, but great. I just lo I love it. So thank great. you for noticing it. Yeah. So. Yes, all right thank y'all i will be back tomorrow tomorrow's friday i've got ryan ryan rook who is the aquatics director for uh leap and she's gonna come on and talk about black folks need to know how to swim so that's what we there you go, about there you go. <laughs> relationship so, with water that's what we need relationship with water <laughs> mm -hmm. yes all thank right you now. so much Aru. have a good day right. harry care. thank you so right much now. paul thank, thank you, you so harry. much I'll be back tomorrow, y'all. Hi, this is Babs Rawls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. Live, live.